Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Episode number 47. Hello. And we're all finally back in the same room again. I'm back. Reunited. And it feels mediocre. (laughs) Hooray. (laughs) It feels familiar. Yes. Like that familiar feeling of molestation. Mm. Audio <laughs> molestation, right? Yep. There you go. Coming uh, in your ears. <laughs> Coming from somewhere. Coming in your ear holes. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Ew. That. You spent too much time in California where people get weird. They do get weird. How was your trip to uh, San Diego, it my man? It was awesome, man. Uh, well, I guess we should introduce ourselves. I mean, you're Kevin and you were Ryan the Beard. Yo, yo. I am Kevin. All right. Hello. Now that we got that out of the way. I got sunburnt. That was cool. Congrats. Uh, yeah. Did you get a dome burn yet? Uh, yeah, a tiny bit. Not so much. Is it your first dome burn? Yeah. It was the first time that I've uh, been in the sun since I cut my <laughs> hair, as in Washington is dismal and dark. It's got to be easy, though, to just, like, put the sunscreen on. It's just like, yeah, it's on. Pretty much. Uh, and I got sunburnt all over my arms, though. That was the uh. thing. Uh... Yeah, just went down to San Diego with my girlfriend for a vacation, not necessarily for anything in particular. She had, like, a family wedding, so we went to that. That was, like, the, the reason we went, quote-unquote. But other than that, yeah, we, sure. we just, you know. That's why you were there for a week. We ate a whole, that wedding took a week. Crap of in, <laughs> whole crap load of In-N-Out burger. Had a lot of fast food. Did you get your fill just of In-N-Out? Good, oh, yeah. Oh, Did yeah. You? Ate it four times. Yeah, oh, okay. So in, I, in one week. We walked, one day we walked, like, 11 miles because we didn't have a... A rental car that day so we walked to the zoo and then back and through the zoo and everything and then we went and ate like a feast of in and out burger you rewarded yourself yeah it was awesome uh i went and saw some pro wrestling some ind- independent pro wrestling that rules yeah that was really cool we had front row seats for 20 bucks saw these really cool <laughs> uh tag team called the young bucks they we took a picture with them they two sweeted us and they were really good du- good dudes uh it was a mile it was like about one to two miles north of Mexico. Oh, we were like super in close. deep, deep, deep San Diego. It was pretty sweet. Um, uh, did you get like blood and sweat and spit on you? Actually, this wrestler wiped another dude's butt. Oh, uh, and then he smeared it on my nose <laughs> while I wasn't looking. It was fucked <laughs> up. Oh, so get this. There's this what? other. There's this wrestler. I'd be fucking pissed. Who's super, super, super cheesy, right? His name is Joey Ryan, and he has this like porn mustache, and like he doesn't <laughs> wear a cup, so you just see his junk dangling. You know, like he is just, he's a sleazy <laughs> dude. That's his gimmick, sleazy Joey Ryan. And so he comes out with uh, this fucking lollipop, right? Aww. And he comes out with a lollipop, and he goes in the ring, and he goes, "Who wants my lollipop?" And this girl's like, "I'll take it." And uh, she she gets the lollipop, and all as soon as she gets a lollipop in her mouth, everyone just groans and starts chanting, You have herpes! You've got herpes! <laughs> it was awesome. That so sucks. it was good times. <laughs> uh, yeah, Everyone goes, oh, but we were waiting for you to put it in your mouth. Exactly. So, uh, <clears throat> And then he took another lollipop, and he... Oh, God. So he wrestled a chick, right? That's like his gimmick is he fem- he wrestles females kind of like the Andy Kaufman of today. Okay. So he takes this um he takes a lollipop and he sticks it in his mouth and then he sticks it in his shorts like and starts swirling it around his pubic hair. <laughs> and then he sticks it in the girl's face. <laughs> <laughs> it's like finishing move. Yeah. Like knocked her out. But she caught it and stuck it in his face <laughs> and then she beat him. So Oh, good. Yeah. It was good times. Sleazy Joe Joey Ryan. Yeah. You dirty motherfucker. What up, Joey? So, yeah, just did that and came back and uh, went and saw Anvil last night. That was pretty entertaining. How was that show? Those guys were really funny. There weren't, like, a ton of people at that show, but it was enough to to fill it up 
moderately. And <laughs> I just want to shout out, I've never been to Soto Deli before. That oh, place yeah. is chronic, dude. dude. Holy crap. That That's, place yeah. is so good. That's one the, of those places like where you walk. If you stand in there for more than 10 minutes, you walk out of there like smelling like a sandwich <sighs> yeah, for the rest of the day. It's badass. Dude, the, and the freaking old school NES that they have. So you can play Super Mario and shit while you're getting your sandwich. That's awesome. I wasn't expecting much, but that, that block that that place is on has so much weed. Yeah. So... <laughs> Much weed. Max, I think, works at one of those places, yeah, right? Yeah, and then it's right next to Soto Holistic, which is my former boss's So there's shop. a weed place if you have a card, and then there's a weed place if you're just over 21. Yeah, there's a weed place if you want good weed, and then there's a weed place if you want to spend 50 bucks for two grams. So the good weed place is if you have your card. Right. And th- they don't tax it, or they do? Uh, Well, it's just kind of in- incorporated into the price of it. Okay. So it's like the same, like 10 bucks a gram, instead of like 25 and then hmm. 502 shop, that's a legal shop, right? Just the right, which is shop. eventually going to take over everything. So we'll see. I don't know. Ma- good for Max for working there. How but, much? Uh, what do you mean by expensive? Like how how expensive? For like, say, like a dub sack. Like, well, like two grand. It's hard or for something. me to say because it's so relative. I pay like a dollar a gram, so it's difficult for me. To, I, <laughs> I don't know. I could go way down that rabbit hole, but. Uh, weed is expensive from the state because they want to make a bunch of money off of it. So it's like double the price? Yeah, at least. So you would go in there and be like, hey, I want a dub, and they'd be like, all right, here's 40 bucks? No, it'd be like, it'd be like uh, that's uh, that's $40 plus uh, $15 tax. Holy shit. Right. No so it'd be like way. So it's legal, bucks. but yeah. I wouldn't want to buy it from there if right. I smoked. Right. Yeah. So you're still just going to be meeting your dude at Safeway or whatever. Yeah. Going back to the old school ways. That's funny. I was but now li- it's legal. So. I was listening to this NPR report, and they were talking about legalization of marijuana and all that stuff, and they were talking about the quote-unquote black market, and they were like, so how do we eliminate the black market? And one of the ladies from NPR just straight up said, you never will. It's never going to happen. Right. You know? <laughs> like, well, the so- problem is, is that that infrastructure has been around for the last 75 years or however long it's been like illegal, you know, in, or it's, you know, marijuana prohibition's been going on since the 30s or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's not like alcohol where, like, alcohol prohibition was repealed 60 years ago. So they actually developed a way to legalize it and standardize it. Now, because it's been illegal for so long, they're trying to get on board of a system that's already been around for almost 100 years, you know. In 10, 15 years it will be at least. So uh, it's hard to jump back on something that you kind of just let sail. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of legalization, did you guys hear about all these drugs being legal in Ireland for one day? For one day. Yeah, I heard about that. It was like a loophole in their regis- yeah. legislation or something. Yeah, man. They there was there were all these huge, <laughs> huge parties, and uh, there there's you can go online That's and find awesome. all these pictures of people just losing their freaking minds just on- doing drugs out <laughs> in the streets, just yeah, like just- doing lines off of, uh, cop cars. Dude, it's freaking. It is absolute anarchy. That's awesome. It, That's it's freaking rad as hell. But man, could, could you imagine <laughs> being in the epicenter of that? Just hell yes, just I like... can. <laughs> I would be there. Be That's like, what wild. do you got? <laughs> what do we get? What are we doing? Damn. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, That'd there be was, awesome. Yeah, some uh, some huge club down there threw. I think it was like a five or six thousand person raid. <laughs> Drug party in the middle of the <laughs> Tyro- Tyrone's four hundred thousand dollar crack party. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's insane. That rules. The um, mayor's just sitting there, like, <laughs> shooting up in the back. Oh, I've been waiting my whole life for this. Uh, okay, maybe that's too far. Before we get into the news uh, real quick, I just wanted to say that this uh, episode is actually kind of a tribute to Jim Campman. He was a teacher for both Ian and I at Green River Community College, and if you're a f- uh, listener of KSW for a long time, uh, you may have uh, noticed his name was Jim Campman on air. He was the news director, the news reader for 17 years on KISW, and he taught us at Green River Community College for audio production. He passed away last week, and uh, we had his memorial service this past week. Uh, it was yesterday, actually. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was very sad. And um, that's cool, though. I mean, Campy was a really happy person, and he exactly. Uh, he wouldn't have wanted anybody to be, like, super upset about it, so. Yeah, raise a glass at Campy. I guess it's not just this episode, but kind of every, every one of them, because we wouldn't, you and I wouldn't be here without him. The only thing that bums me out about thinking about that is all of the future, like, generations of students that won't be able to have him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Having him around was the hugest resource. Like, like they said, like, he would drive people to, like, job interviews. 
But he would take it upon himself to, like, get you jobs. That was his f***ing yeah. charge in life, you know? Well, guess what? And he's gone now, so... We'll... He's immortal. You know why? Because every time you play Ken Griffey Jr.'s <laughs> home run derby, home run baseball game for Super Nintendo or 64, yep. he is the voice of all of the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> when they're, like, cheering, yelling, and heckling. Like, Strikeout. Yep, he's yeah. that voice. That's huh. Jim Campman. That's Campy, so... That's our campy. Rest in peace, rest in now power. I have that game for 64. I'm going to go home and play that. Nice. Awesome game. Um, so, yeah, his catchphrase was, stuff happens, which is obviously like a, a play on <laughs> happens. Mm -hmm. So if you ever hear us say stuff happens, it's a little nod to our man Campy. Okay. So, a lot of news this week, dude. So much stuff. We're going to try and slam through uh, as much of this as we can and try and cram it in before you're like, God, shut the f*** up. God, shut the f*** up. All right, we're already there. Okay, bye. <laughs> Episode 47 is over. That was it. All right, now, uh, sad news that we woke up to this morning, actually. Uh, Twisted Sisters' J.J. French reported that their drummer, A.J. Perro, passed away today. Uh, they haven't reported any of the cause of death, but he was a younger guy. So uh, we'll be finding out, I guess, here in the next week. You'll hear in the next uh, podcast, probably, what happened to him. But rest in peace, A.J. Perro, also from Twisted Sister. Absolutely. Uh, if you're a fan of Halloween, then you'll be pretty stoked. These guys are obviously German heavy metal legends. The Jamads. Uh, yes, they have a new album called My God Given Right. It's their 14th studio release, and it's going to be out May 29th on Nuclear Blast Records. The uh, album tracklist is available online now. You can go to metalunderground.com. I'm not going to read off all the names of it. But, uh, you know, Halloween, obviously a long-lasting band. Uh, if you're into that kind of uh, Dude, people power love, metal. Yeah, people that love that band. Love that band. I don't, power metal fans are not the people that are like tread lightly around their music and, and kind of like it. They fucking yeah. love it. <laughs> Someone's got to defend it. They fucking live it. They fucking need it. Uh, did you guys see this pro like semi paparazzi style photo of Dave Mustaine and Chris Adler in a coffee? Or a yeah, what taco is that? Shop? <laughs> yeah, man. So we've been speculating on who they were going to hire to be in Megadeth since uh, the other two guys recently took off and created their own band but the rumor has been going around that they hired chris adler from lamb of god to play drums and angra's guitar player kiko laurero to play guitars okay so they're recording in nashville right now and nice. uh there was a photo taken last week of the two guys in a taco shop just sitting there so imagine you're sitting at a taco shop just minding your own business these two dudes sit down and start talking about megadeth would you like? I would like pull my chair, like scoot my chair over, like <laughs> <laughs> slowly try and like sneak my head in. Well, I mean, what if it wasn't actually? <laughs> <laughs> what if it wasn't actually them talking about him joining Megadeth? What if he just so happened to be in town, or one of them happened to could be? Oh yeah, just like hey, let's go grab a taco. Man, I want some tacos. Speaking, well, of <laughs> Dave's like, I'm not drinking anymore, but I still eat food. But so. I love tacos. Yeah. yeah, I hate Mexicans. We also we also learned. Wow, yeah, that's true. But I love tacos. <laughs> Damn immigrants. One thing we learned about this photo. Another. I hate Obama. One more thing is that Dave Mustaine is a Coca Cola guy. <laughs> he is. What? Look at that. Oh, is that what he? <laughs> uh, and it's Coke? Mexican Coca Cola, so he is supporting. <laughs> Immigrants. <laughs> Dave Mustang Hello, supports Pepsi. Mexican Coke. Hello, Pepsi. Spread I around. hate you, Pepsi. <laughs> I'm a Coke, Coke guy. <laughs> uh, speaking of in the studio, uh, just wanted to shout out the band Windhand. They actually just finished up recording with Jack and Dino nice. here in Seattle. Those guys are heavy and stonery and doomy, and Jack and Dino's <laughs> a badass. Windhand has the riffs. Uh, Skeleton Witch is back in the studio also. They said that they're writing a new record. Look forward to that. They I, they haven't put out anything that I thought was subpar ever. I think all of their records are pretty ripping. Kind of a cool like combination of everything, but they're playing a ton of European shows all through April, and then they're going to come back and play some more. So, nice. New Skeleton Witch on the way as well. That's sweet. So, uh, theories... You gotta know this, that at the end of this episode, we have a full interview and a bunch of songs from Theory's new album, Regression, but if you want to hear the entire record, you can head on over to InvisibleOranges.com, which is hilarious name for a website, just like, you know, the metal hand that people always give out. That's the Invisible Orange. Hey, man. Took me a second to understand the name of that, but... I imagine Skulls, okay? 
I figure it's a little more brutal. Well, Dio taught it as skulls. Right. So I think skulls. It's the skull, but it's oranges, man. Whatever. These guys are going to be releasing their record on Tuesday. Regression out on Metal Blade Records, their first full length. And uh, very badass. These guys have a listening party at Linda's on Tuesday. If you're hearing this before Tuesday, definitely head on over to Linda's. Oh, man, that's just going to be a get drunk party. Yeah. At Linda's. <laughs> They're going to be playing the 31st at the Showbox at the Market, along with a, a few bands, kind of obscure. May not have heard of them. At the Gates and Converge uh, and Paul Bearer. Ooh. It's kind of a big one. Uh, but they're also going to be playing 418. Yes, that's right. April 18th, Record Store Day. They're going to be playing in store with Sanctuary oh, at Silver Platters. Which one? The one is Soto. That, I, I got to go to that. Yeah, Silver Platters, we Soto, gotta get some footage in of that. store, Theories, and Sanctuary. That's going to be killer. We need to get on that. If anybody plays drums, you can hit up Amata Marth because they just lost their drummer, Frederick Anderson. He was with the band for 17 years. So uh, they their quote is, Amata Marth drummer Frederick Anderson, they have decided to part ways after 17 years. Frederick has been an important part of Amata Marth's development since he joined the band in 98, and we wish him all the best for the future. We're currently in the process of writing the new album, but at the moment, there's no replacement for him. Why would you leave a Monomarth? That's a... That's that, the your future. That's a good question, that is uh, a 401k. Just uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's that a band, lot of money. That band is making so much money right now, and they're playing these huge shows all over the. Might not have been world. his choice, man. They might. It might not have been his choice, or it might totally have been his choice. It's true. Uh, he might. That's the, always an interesting question because it's like, is it his choice or is it the band's choice? Did he f- up, or are they all ass, or a little bit of both? My guess is he started to lose his hair, and they're like, that's f-ed up. We have to have long hair. <laughs> no, uh, if you are a person who looks like you should be in a Monomarth, just know that the the TV show Vikings is now casting 8,000 yes, eight extras. Yeah, they're not even like trying to digitally <laughs> impl- implant everyone. So if you want to go over to Europe, that would be, be an extra epic. for Vikings. That would be epic. I would want a white dr- metalhead. Like, I would want to get in there. Yeah, Ryan. I would get in there. I would get dressed up. I would get all the makeup on, and then as soon as they let me out, I would drop like three hits of acid. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then go out in this like eight thousand person fucking fake battle. <laughs> How awesome would that be? Um, if you're also listening to this before this next weekend, and you're in the San Francisco area for WrestleMania, they are now they are now hiring extras for Sting's entrance at WrestleMania. So you can paint your face. You get paid $2,200 for three days of work, and they paint your face like Sting. Oh, they just... Oh. Yeah. That's awesome. come out for WrestleMania. See, for the the Viking thing, I would go traditional Berserker and just be like, yeah, naked, on mushrooms, giant (laughs) battle axe. Uh, Shaved, your entire body (laughs) shaved except for your head. (laughs) And if you have a time machine and you want to bleach your hair, you can go back to the 1998 Video Music Awards and you can be an extra for Eminem. There you go. Well, the real Slim Shady, please stand up. Uh, Slim Shady got fuzzy. Motorboat! When are we going to go on one of these? I don't know, man. When are we going to... This is one... This is one that I would want to go. Legitimately go on. Motorhead Slayer... Motorhead, Anthrax, <laughs> Suicidal Tendencies, Hatebreed, Exodus, Slayer. Motorhead, Motorhead, Phil Campbell's All-Star Band, Crowbot, Motor Sister, King, Fireball Ministry, Huntress, of course Huntress, and many, many more, including so gotta have some boobs Motorhead. On the <clears throat> Dude, you got a motorboat something. <laughs> Suicidal, Hatebreed, Exodus, Anthrax, Slayer. Motorhead, Slayer. It's sweet. Wow. I like Fireball Ministry, man. I'd be stoked to see that band. Uh, it's going to be leaving. Beats the Kiss Cruise. September 28th, <laughs> and then coming back on the 2nd of October. <sighs> so it's going from Miami to Nassau. Nassau. Remember, we were talking. Is it? We were talking shit about that. It was leaving the States and coming back to the States because Lemmy can't really be that far away from land, like a hospital. I think, I think a I'm going to get alcohol struck by consumed on that one, man. It's going to be a fun boat, man. Yeah. The loudest boat in the world, they say. I came up with a Lemmy drop that shot sucks. the other day. So a shot of Jack Daniels dropped into a pint glass full of Jack Daniels. Oh. <laughs> uh, have you ever uh, seen those videos of the dudes who <clears throat> open the bottles of alcohol, like, right there? They, like, take the seal off and then chug the whole bottle. Just, like, put a straw yeah, in. Yeah, put the straw in, bend it upside down. Yeah. Yeah. And then just slam the whole thing. Yeah. The best one I've seen was an Irish guy just like, Oh, all right, mate. <laughs> He's probably just already like, f***ed up. <laughs> You ever done that, Ian? Hell no. In fact, you know what? Yes, I have. When I was 
16, I'm sorry, mom, when I was 16, and she knows, we pounded two pints of Monarch 151. Jesus. And blacked out like 30 minutes later, dude. And then proceeded to run around and do all kinds of f***ed up crazy Did you puke? No, not at all, and that's the problem. I think I felt up my first pair of naked boobies that night, and I don't remember. And that was the night you became an alcoholic. (laughs) No, that's the <laughs> night that I regret not remembering becoming a man. <laughs> that was the first night that I was like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't do shit. No, nah, man. I I think it was like a deep psychological thing. Just like, oh, man, if I drink like epic amounts of booze, I'll get to feel boobs. I'll be able to know booze. <laughs> the, only time, the only time I've ever blacked out is I drank a load of Everclear. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. No. I drank a I drank a, bo- a water bottle full of Everclear, and uh, I was told that I was riding around like with boxers on, so I wasn't totally naked. But I was riding around on a on a riding lawnmower, like <laughs> sitting on the the hood of it, like yeah. You're with- taking it back to your like southern roots. Oh, like. it was in Kent, man. That was straight yeah. up. Uh, White trash. I drink some shine riding my lawnmower down the street. If you mess with me, you mess with the whole trailer park. Uh, you guys, speaking of which, this would be a perfect uh, soundtrack to that, I think. Uh, remember Steven Seagulls? Yeah. They got a full length coming out, man! Rad. They're described as a viral phenomenon. That's gonna be on Spine Farm on May 12th. Well, they're getting like a good release for the label on there. This is badass. The record's gonna be called Farm Machine. <laughs> so they're going to be doing Black Dog by Led Zeppelin, Thunderstruck, ACDC, this song, Paradise City, Guns and Houses, Holy Diver, Cemetery Gates by Pantera is going to be the last song on earth. Yeah! There's like six people in the band and they all play like, you know, cool traditional instruments. Kicks ass. So, full length from Steve N. Seagulls. That'd be cool. Um, so Cattle Decapitation, I actually heard a little bit about Cattle Decapitation. I think their drummer works with our friend Morgan at Guitar Center. Yeah. That's sweet, dude. We got to get that guy up in the studio. Yeah, he's a, he's an assistant manager at Guitar Center and plays in Cattle Decap. Yeah. Uh, so they're finally, Cattle Decapitation, speaking of them, they are, they've they just finished working on their new album. Uh, it's been a few years, and their last one, Monolith of hum- Inhumanity, was f***ing sick. We still play that all the time. Yeah. Um, so it's now... I believe it is uh, untitled, and you I know, love that title. They will so thoughtful. In a few months, they'll announce the album title, track list, pre-order, the cover artwork, and all that stuff. But in the meantime, Grindo has it. Are you f-ing serious? He has it. He posted a picture of him in a car. He was like, "I'm listening to the new Cattle Decap right now, and it's and they're like taking death metal to a whole new level. We should f-ing grab him by his ankles, turn Hold him over the balcony." Down. Until his, just well, grab his by the dreads, dreads should like, ignite that and uh, get the disc. Let's uh, do it. Did you guys see the Mayhem Festival lineup leak? Of course. How could we not? Yeah. That got such a response when he posted mm-hmm. it, when you posted it on Facebook. Well, the only reason why is because I woke up at like eight thirty in a freak accident that morning. I was like, "Holy sh! Uh oh, I need to post this." <laughs> but, so yeah, that was an interesting way to have the May- uh, Mayhem Festival announcement. Like that, they usually make a huge production out of that. They have like a a date uh, announcement yeah, and, and like a te- bunch of idiotic teaser yeah. videos, which is totally the good. Th- you know, it's everyone great. would do that. Yeah, it's great marketing. Yeah, absolutely. They do a great job. And of they it. do a good job. But it's I, the only reason I say it's idiotic because we're always just like, shut the f- up and tell me who's playing already. It's such a tease. But what happened is that one of the promoters, like side promoters, uh, who has access to the information ahead of time, mm-hmm. took a screen, a Snapchat on his phone, and over the like via the Snapchat text, put his website over the Slayer, King Diamond, Hell Yeah, Whitechapel lineup for Mayhem Fest. And posted it far in advance and far before. So what happened is they all kind of had to just admit it. Because there's no way you can deny that and then a couple of weeks later be like, here's the lineup that you already f***ing knew. Dude, that, uh, that guy's career is over. Well, something, well, it's just kind of a dick move. Like, that's come on. Ooh. Yeah. We, we would never be able to get away with that. I'll tell you that much. But, we'd be uh, over in a fight. Like we'd be getting phone calls. Oh, we would be fired <laughs> yeah. instantly. Uh, but 
the interesting <laughs> thing about it is they didn't mayhem festival didn't back up and try and like you know deny it or anything they just a couple days later they officially announced it and they came out and you know said uh, that that yeah. was the actual thing and I wonder to... like that's just the way the internet works I, I don't it's true I know it's not metal. It's 2015. But it, it sucks. If you take a but digital picture and put it up on social media, it's it's there. It's uh, a thing. Let's go. Why don't you guys go to this website? I'm going to Rockstar Mayhem Festival right now to I'm see. I'm gonna go to the website that this guy put over oh. the thing and see what his website even is. Interesting. So, no, it's the rockstarmayhemfest.com slash bands. It says 2015 lineup announcement is April 13th, 15th, right. 2015. So it's going to be their, you know, their version of it. And, you know, they'll probably, they may or may not, you know, alter it at this point. Okay, so you're right. They, the Mayhem Fest didn't actually, uh, uh, like, announce it, announce it. But mm-hmm. Metal Sucks is reporting that it's not a, just a Photoshop dro- job. Like, it's an actual picture of... The lineup. So That's they're wild. they're confirming it. I don't f-ing know, but stay tuned for confirmation. Is it is what it says? So hmm. uh, I think though that it's kind of a shoe in. Either yeah. that or they're gonna go. No, that's none of those. No way. And then we're gonna be like, oh, we got trolled, everyone. But it's uh, it's Slayer, King Diamond, Hell Yeah, The Devil Wears Prada, White Chapel, Thy Art Is Murder, Jungle Rot, Sister Sin, Sworn In, Shattered Sun, Feeder to the Sharks, Code Orange, and Kissing. Candice, King Slayer, King Diamond, that's badass. White Chapel, uh, Jungle Rot, Jungle Rot will be sick. Dude, I'm stoked for Code Orange, man. Yeah, congrats. It's, that's good for their. Oh yeah, congrats Fucking to those dudes. Touring that's with Slayer and King Diamond. Deal. Hell yeah! Remember a few weeks ago when we were talking about how uh, we thought that some of the members of Slipknot were just like switching spots uh-huh. and just like being replaced by other people. Yeah. So we did speak about that. Yeah. There's an auto documentary, an audio documentary that the BBC did called uh, Hellbound, and they interviewed Clown <clears throat> from Slipknot, and uh, one of the quotes that they that they took out of it and came out of his mouth says, "I'm always trying to figure out how to let it be forever, kind of like a Van Gogh painting. They're not just going to take one of my album covers and stick it in the Louvre, but if we can keep it going, we can keep the philosophy and the culture going. There's no reason why kings and queens can't take it over." Don't be surprised one day, you know, nobody in the band will be in the band. It'll all just be new people. I'll be 80 and there'll be a whole new Slipknot thing moving. <clears throat> I mean, we've got two new guys now, man. You never know. My son might take over. You never know. That's like the idea behind Guar, right? I guess so. Hmm. Interesting. The new Menudo. Slipknot going to be Guar, huh? Well, so. music only lives forever if it's really good music that people really want to listen to. You can put people in there... If they're writing good songs. Yeah. I mean, if if you replaced all the guys in Slipknot and they start writing really crappy music that nobody wants to listen to, then... If they can make it work, I'd be super impressed. And I would have a huge... My level of respect for that band would go way up. In well, the meantime, though... that That's something to think about. They still have a lot of years of life left in them. Yeah, well, so. I mean, there, there's that. But think about all these legacy bands like ACDC, the Rolling Stones, <clears throat> you know, all these huge, huge bands... And that are kind of slowly cycling out members. Well, I mean, I I guess so, but it's like, do you want to be a gimmick band or do you want to be a respected metal band like Judas Priest? Yeah. Who is like, you know, when those dudes aren't around, they're not going to keep going as the replacements aren't going to keep going as Judas Priest. Well, ACDC is still playing shows and Angus Young isn't playing in the band. Right, but most of them are still there. No, it's two out of the four, so half the band. Well, isn't... the the dude that replaced him is his brother, his other brother. Well, but at least, but but still, the my my point is the main guy. I, yeah, I guess so, but you know, you they... know, it's it's I get it, but what I'm saying is, when, ACDC doesn't wear masks. Yeah, as as they as all these bands slowly, you know, get old and slowly cycle out members as people are unable to do it anymore. Will that become a thing? Just just keep going forever, and whenever somebody gets too old or is unable to do it, they just cycle in some new guy. I heard Pound had no original members. Yeah, right. <laughs> Bunch of jabronis. <laughs> uh, we've been. T- you saw Cold Chamber last week. We yeah. talked about that a little bit in the podcast. Uh, we How found- many Janko jeans were there? Uh, I saw one pair. Ball chain nice, necklaces? Dude. I saw one legit pair of Janko <clears throat> jeans, and they were worn. Dude, that's he was like, like awesome. busted them back out. Yeah, I think this dude must have he had those things in the back of his closet. Do you think he was years. wearing them like, le- consistently since? 
Or do you think he put him away and then brought him back out just for the Cole Chamber show? I have no idea, but those things look <laughs> Should busted. have bought him off of him. That's badass. Uh, we found out who the new guitarist for Devil Driver is after everyone in that band kind of jumped ship after mm-hmm. uh, Dez announced he was doing Cold Chamber again. So the new guitar player for Devil Driver is Neil Tiemann, who uh, played on the self-titled de- uh, debut of Burn Halo, uh, which is the band that the dude from 18 Visions did after 18 Visions. So... He doesn't really have a huge claim to fame. This is going to kind of be the biggest thing that guy's ever done. So hmm. I feel it. That's the new guy for Devil Driver. Word. Well, uh, Meshuggah may be putting out a record in 2016. We'll hopefully be able to uh, to hear that soon. 2016 isn't too far away. Uh, Coloss came out in... Nine months. Uh, like two, 20, 20, was it 2012? 20, 20, 2012, yeah. Coloss yeah. was 2012. So uh, Coloss came out three years ago, and it was it was awesome. It was really highly anticipated. Yeah, it was great. And it satisfied us. So, you know what, if we have to wait a little bit longer for a Meshuggah record, that, that's fine. It'll be it'll be solid. I don't It'll want him good. to rush. Yeah, exactly. And put out something garbage just because, you know, it's a touring cycle kind of thing. But uh, they're in the studio now working on a new record, uh, and their drummer kind of posted a studio report on YouTube, so you can check that out on the Meshuggah <clears throat> Facebook. Ryan pointed out that uh, on Monday or this week, whenever you're hearing it, is the one-year anniversary of Dave Brocky dying. Rest in peace. Losing Odorous Arungus. That was a huge hit to the metal community. Yeah, that was just a shock, man. That was definitely an, an, an iconic member of the community, and that sucks. I retired my guar shirt. Did you? you? Yep. Good. Not once washed, white t-shirt, wore to, I think, five or six guar shows. That rules, man. Well... You have lots of cuttlefish juice on you. It is a gross shirt. Ugh. Does it smell bad? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you need to put it in like an airtight, locked <laughs> box. <laughs> Save the scent. <laughs> Ew. Uh, okay. In Oh, uh, Kevin, something that we talked about last week on the podcast that you might not have heard yet. We talked about creating a van slash band gear revenge team like an x-files team we'd put together that would go out and investigate bands getting ripped off and then find the perpetrators and like shoot them in the kneecaps and fuck up all their shit. but uh it happened it happened again this week somebody broke into harm's ways van while they were in dallas yeah and stole all of their personal stuff while they were at a guitar center they were at a <sighs> guitar center in the guitar center parking lot and someone broke into their van and took all their stuff out yeah uh, is I mean, is it just like a dead giveaway when bands park their vans that well, there's a lot of stuff in there that's I guess worth the, a lot of money or what? The argument up? would be like at the Guitar Center parking lot, a lot of people are moving gear around because yeah. it's Guitar Center. Yeah. So if you see somebody loading out a van, I, it wouldn't be that out of the ordinary, you know? No. But it wasn't the people who owned the van. So. Like, I'll... You know, I'll be the first one to say Harm's Way isn't necessarily the heaviest band out there, and they definitely take a lot of flack, but uh, I, they I've gotten pretty f- heavy, dude. I, I've gotten to meet those guys a couple of times when they played shows around, and they're really, really solid dudes. Always down to take a shot, drink a beer, hang out for a little bit, great conversationalist. So, you know, it's it kind of adds an extra layer of suck to the whole thing when it happens to people who are, like, really awesome dudes they tweeted you know? we lost every dollar we've made so far on this tour and are doing everything we can to make it to the upcoming shows so hopefully we can. and then some f-ing dickhead on twitter posted harm's way called the cops that's such a bummer instant loss of respect <laughs> sorry <laughs> bro acab sorry i just lost my computer and my laptop that had all my songs on it and all my f-ing pictures and all you know what my personal information and my wallet and all my f-ing cash uh, so it's not like, hey, if you find him, you can you give it back to me? That's kind of like the idea of calling the cops in that instance, you know? Can yeah. I get my sh- back, please? It's not like, go find him, cops. Plus, yeah. uh, I wouldn't want to f- with the singer of Harm's Way either. No. Absolutely like, I would, like, crush not. your head like a watermelon in his, Absolutely in his not. hands. Absolutely not. So, um, and uh, we need the, uh, the T-Squad to come back out and f*** up uh, the people who stole the Harm's Way stuff. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, that singer is a scary dude. In a uh, a piece of unfortunate news over in Cleveland, Ohio, there was a 21-year-old kid named Nick Wright who died during a Chelsea Grin Carnifex sworn-in 
Family Ruin Show at the Agora Theater. Uh, the de- the cause of death is unknown, but uh, it was said that he had a seizure or passed uh, out and suffered some head trauma in the fall. Oh, so he fell down and hit his head. Yeah, unfortunately. So mm. um, <coughs> our thoughts and That's go be... out to him and his family. Unfortunately, it's, uh, it's a very sad thing when, when something like that happens. It's even sadder when it happens and amongst a bunch of your friends and amongst a, a music community. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously that sounds like just kind of an unfortunate accident. Yeah, imagine being the band, you know. Yeah, like, this guy died. Man, if somebody died at a show I was playing, I'd be crushed. Yeah. Fortunately, I wouldn't it's just be kind able of to like f- a. It's kind of a mind. F- yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be able to function, man. Fortunately, it wasn't a murder or like uh, anything like that, which we've seen happen in the past. Like, what was that show where the guy got stabbed in the neck? Cattle, Cattle decap. decap, yeah, and theories. The F. Oh, we need to ask them about that tonight. Yeah. Oh, we will. Brutal. You'll hear that later in the podcast. Speaking of brutal, no more Metalocalypse, huh? Brutal. I guess not. Well, the thing is, is that... uh, Okay, so here's the the statement from Brendan Small, and it sounds like he wanted to go forward. So he tweeted, For those complaining about lack of Season 5, was a network decision. I wanted to do it as a final big miniseries. They said no. True story. And that's the explanation. Bastards. They said no. That's not cool. Mm. Adult Swim said no. Bummer. Um, so, the, uh, I don't get it. Was Metalocalypse but. not making enough money? I mean, I, I can't think of a single other show. Or on, getting them, like, watch it. Yeah. Yeah, a single other show on Adult Swim that would be as recognizable as Metalocalypse. Aside from maybe, <clears throat> do they still have like Family Guy or something like that? So the question in my, then at, at that point, I go, are they contractually obligated to Adult Swim or can they just like break off and like put them out, put out a season on Netflix or like via some other... Yeah, do their own know? thing. Yeah. I mean, they, they've got to the be, episodes they've got to be self-sustaining at this point. I mean, they, I'm sure they have all their, their own production team, their own animators and all that stuff at this point. I mean, why don't they just do go the South Park route? Just kind of do their own thing. Uh, the, there's a super group that popped up this week. Uh, it's going to be members of Dillinger Escape Plan, Mastodon, and the singer-actress Juliette Lewis. Yeah. What? from <laughs> Yeah, she was in Juliette Lewis and the Licks, uh, the band, and she was also the kid in um, all those... Uh, those uh what is it she was in natural born killers with woody harrelson and And she was was on um vacation the vacation with chevy chase movies was she in those yeah she was the little girl she was she was the girl well it was like russell's sister it's gonna be ben wyman from dillinger escape plan brent hines from mastodon and her huh (laughs) which is cool yeah i'm down to hear it down to check it out apparently they uh ben wyman's been trying to get her on this project since he started doing it so we'll find out, man. It's going to be pretty gritty. I mean, she's fucking crazy, dude. In Natural Born Killers, she is killers, pretty wild. She's insane. Yeah. So we'll see. I was thinking of National Lampoons. That's what I was thinking. Of. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, so there's a crazy tour that's coming through Seattle. It might not be the quote most quote unquote heavy metal, but it's definitely heavy music. And it's a torch and melt banana. Melt banana from Japan is very strange, angular, kind of hardcore, just loud, melt abrasive, rules. weirdness. Uh, they've been around forever, and they're Sick certainly very popular in the uh, underground. And they're going to be playing with Torch, who has a new record out on Relapse, and it seems like a kind of a rebirth. They they went a little bit poppier within the last couple records, but this one is certainly melodic, but heavy, 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 back to the roots, kind of like floor. Uh, they're going to be playing July <laughs> 3rd in Seattle at Chop Suey, which is cool that Chop Suey's back. back. Yeah, that rules. Yeah, that, that'll be a good kickoff for them, too. Make some Man, money. I'm so excited to see Melt Banana. Just stoked. It's going to be weird. Melt your banana. Uh, Skinless is putting out a new record. Sick. Didn't know those guys were coming back, but they haven't put out a record since 2006. Yeah. So they have a new one coming out on Relapse, which means you know it's going to be good, because Relapse has definitely usually got a pretty good taste. Uh, so June 2nd, the album art is brutal. It's called Only the Ruthless Remain. Uh, they have a new song, Serpenticide, that they debuted live. There's like a clip of it here. Let's see if it's got any decent sound. We'll find out.
Oh yeah. Cool. Sounds That's heavy, man. That's skinless. It's gonna be good, man. Nice. So that'll be good. Yeah. New skinless. June second. So, uh, you guys remember the video of that band of those like twelve-year-old kids playing inside Times Square? They're playing some metalcore, and they were called Unlocking the Truth. Yeah, like the all teenage uh, young black kids that were like just f-ing playing brutal death metal, just jamming, dude. Yeah. Um, and uh, they got signed after their video went viral. They became this instant like internet sensation. They got signed to Sony uh, and also Artery Records. Oh, yeah, we talked about this in one of the earliest podcasts. I remember. So they got this record deal, and uh, believe it or not, they're actually trying to get out of that record deal because uh, it is an unfavorable record deal. It said that they would have had to have 250,000 records to sell before they break even. Right. Um, and so that's, that's a lot. It's not a good, uh, it's not a good deal. That's uh, a 360 deal, and it sucks. There aren't any. There aren't many big metal bands that are even doing that now. Absolutely not. So good luck building that and getting there. In any time before you are f- old and gray. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the way things work now. Did you so, guys discuss any of the black pussy controversy last week? Last week we did. Yeah. But we do have a follow-up to it. Uh-oh. To recap last week's stuff, black pussy has been content. Like, they've been a band for a while, and now it's just popping up because, like, a couple people made a big stink about their band name. And the idea that their their argument is, we're a positive band. We don't have any racist, sexist, homophobic things that we sing about. That's just a band name, and we just, you know, we're trying to play some rock music, so shut the f*** up. And now, last week, they had to cancel a show in Raleigh, North Carolina, because of serious threats of violence to the band and vandalism to the venue and the staff. I see. So that's how far it's gone now. Damn. It's messed up, dude. Like you're threatening the band because they're f***ing band name. All right, if you're making the argument... Which, which is a very valid argument in which I fully stand behind that people should be able to wear whatever they want without worrying about being judged and should be able to say and Unless think whatever they want without fear of being judged. You can't make that argument and then turn around and say that this band is not allowed to call their band whatever the hell they want. And then the other point that you made last week is we could name off, we could just rattle off a dozen other band names off the top of our f***ing heads. That are 10,000 times more offensive and f***ed up than that. Bands that are... And you don't hear people complain about that. And a number of bands that actually believe messed up stuff. Like have really messed up belief systems and are actually trying to get people to do really screwed up stuff. And they're trying to broadcast it. Yeah, and share it and force it on people. I don't know where to go with that, but like just bringing it up, bringing it to your attention. I like those dudes. They're good dudes, man. Okay. Tool has... (laughs) Been talking about having their new album coming out for what? The better part of a century? Ten years now? Literally. Yeah, it's been a while. We were going to KGRG. The dudes from Perils of Excess made a huge. Because it had that weird, trippy uh, art that you'd like look through the glasses. And they were like stoned 100% of the time that I saw them. So they'd be like, dude. And I would be too. Dude. Dude. And they'd be like, look through this. (laughs) No. (laughs) I don't know, man. The look on your face is kind of tripping me out. Yeah. Anyway, the Tool record is moving, taking steps forward. So it's gone nine years without a new Tool record. And so they uh, they did an interview with Yahoo Music this week. Yahoo! And, and they revealed that the lawsuit's finally been settled, that they had over some of the artwork that I just mentioned. Uh, and the suit cost them millions and millions of dollars. Jesus. In legal fees because it took so long. Lawyers, they aren't fucking cheap. And especially lawyers that are smart, they know how much money you have. So they'll take you for it. Yeah. So the quote that they uh, had after things had been settled, I had a real feeling that things were going to go in our favor because the day the, tr- the trial was supposed to start, the venue was changed on us. We got moved over to a North LA courthouse and we had a brand new judge who was fantastic. And you know what his name was? Randy Rhodes. Awesome. I knew the power of metal, and my appreciation of metal was someday going to be like a guardian angel. But he was great. He came in and took over, and he's the reason the whole thing is finally over. He goes on to say, uh, we're doing that really well now, and I'm excited about everything we're working on. Some of it's really heavy, some of it's complex, and some is more atmospheric, but it's definitely tool. I think having this lawsuit out of the way should really speed up the progress of getting the album Hmm. done. Randy Rhodes, man. 
So somebody go get Maynard some acid and tell him to start <laughs> writing lyrics. Well, because they were just mired in this lawsuit where they were just like, F- <laughs> do we even, it's like, do we even want to keep being a band if this is just going to be like, nope, the struggle we have all the time? But Randy Rudds was like, all right, F- that, here you go. So it's over. It's over. It's, it's been a while. New tool for the fools. All right, awesome uh, episode of Metal Shop this week. Had a lot of good times uh, with local band theories and since. You know, we rarely get an opportunity to have a guest host do some brutal poetry. This week, instead of brutal poetry too hot for radio, we're going to air Miles Montgomery. Yeah, man. <laughs> Uncomfortably reading his first brutal. Yeah, he uh, he promised when he when we were on the men's room, he said, if Metal Shop at 10 happens, I'll come up. Yeah, I'll, I'll, up. I'll be able to stay up until that time. Yeah, totally. And Iro- so, ironically, though, we made it. We made him wait till 11. <laughs> to yeah, be on that's Metal true. <laughs> so we called him out and we kept p- p- uh, poking and prodding him via Twitter. That's what you get for being three weeks late. The listeners asked and, uh, you know, finally he did. He came up. He didn't even actually officially tell us he was coming. He just kind of sh- popped his head in the he door. Goes, hey, you didn't think I was coming, did you? And, and he's here. So mm-hmm. it was cool. And thanks, Miles. Thanks, so, dude. Uh, we'll go into him doing brutal poetry and then our interview segment with Theories, playing some of their grindy-ass new f***ed up jams. Hell yeah. Thanks again for listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass number 47. You're welcome. See you next week. Bye, Chris. Bye, Tim. Bye, Mom. And do we have any more fans? I don't know. If uh, you're a fan, hit us up. Let us know. We'll mention your name on the podcast. Sounds good. Bye. It is a nice night here on Metal Shop. Not only do we have the band Theories hanging out with us in the studio, but we also have another dude, a dude who promised he would come and he's here. into Metal I Shop. I hope Theories is out getting high while I'm giving him a break here. Yeah, they'll, they'll be back. TV timeout. I wouldn't doubt <laughs> Hopefully it. Hopefully they can get back there and get a beer in the office. Oh, yeah. Joe, go grab some beers. I know people would much rather hear them than hear me. The so. men's room office is That's open. That's not true. Get me out of here true. so I can go home and do my thing. Uh, right. Sounds so, good. Uh, since we have Miles here, we like to traumatize our coworkers as often as possible. So let's kind of calm things down just a little bit and enter the metal shop Brutal Poetry Lounge. From 2012's Monolith of Inhumanity, Miles is going to be reciting a passage from Cattle Decapitation's Projectile Ovulation. Miles, take it away. Oh, God. A vast hormonal elevation begins. Nasty ovulation phase. Brutal malaise. The constant shedding of chucks. Chunks. <laughs> Strip mining cavern of blood, ovarian follicle ruptures, discharging ovum in spurts. This guy's sick. The uterus as a weapon, a gross underestimation of vaginal deception, fallopian fenestration. Bulbous with inflammation? Red for the penetration. An aperture in need of catheter. The flow is too heavy, destroying the levee. One half of the reason for overpopulation projectile ovulation. A uterine explosion bursting forth a river of St. Junius hell. A sloth from her trough. Oh, Christ, man. And passing out from the smell. I have an idea what this guy got himself into. Catones, platelets, and hemoglobin. Ethrocytic disgorgence. This guy had a source of everything. Oxygenated molecules ogulintonate to your face. Directly I ingest from the abscess. Profusely redirect this spute onto the Sunday dress. That is... That is... uh, that is a hell of a way to wake up. Miles versus the FCC. On the Sunday dress. See? You this was on a Sunday mo- This was on a Sunday morning? Yes. What are we, David Bowie? This is on a Sunday morning? Not only do we he get He did brutal. this on a Sunday. And why, does, why, does, why is she so unhygienic on a Sunday morning? <laughs> she just woke up. You don't no, ask I mean, these things. I mean, it'd be different if she went and played maybe, or she went for a run, or if she went to the gym and maybe did some hot yoga. But no, this is a Sunday morning. She just put on clothes. What? What is a rough with night the, with the passing out from the smell? A sloth from her trough. I'm uncertain how one can go to bed. Like I understand if it was coming from her breath. You know what I mean? Like no, I will, every once in a while, I wake up and go like, man, ah! that smells like I ate a turd, but not, but not there. Miles, brutal poetry, cattle decapitation, and then the Sunday dress. That's amazing. Projectile ovulation. Wow. How about that action? Thanks, Miles. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Uh, it was really nice being here. It's brutal poetry. I'm metal shop.
We got local band Theories in the studio. Gentlemen, welcome back to the Metal Shop Studios. Thank you. Hi. How's it going, dudes? Did you just turn into Batman? I, I'm using my Batman voice. Okay. That's Joe Grindo. Actually, this is Batman. Oh, okay. <laughs> not like <laughs> Sorry, I'm Bruce Wayne. Uh, okay, so uh, gentlemen, just go ahead. Let's go ahead. Go down this way. Say your name and what you do in the band. I play drums. I'm Batman. <laughs> uh, I'm Lee. I play guitar. Kush. I play bass. Righteous. Uh, Rick, speaking I of righteous, it. where's Rick? Yeah, we're where supposed is to Rick be here. Rick? That's usually <laughs> the question. I mean, <laughs> he was the one that was supposed definitely to supposed to be here. Right. That's usually the question. He might be out dancing. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, dudes, it's awesome to have you in here. We have you in because you've got a new record coming out called Regression on Metal Blade Records, which is awesome. Congratulations for that, by the way. Thanks. Coming out on Tuesday, right? Yeah. On Tuesday. On That's Tuesday. righteous, man. So how did you get on Metal Blade, man? It's obviously uh, it had to have been a combination of things, including the fact that you guys are an awesome band. I'm sure that had something to do with it. Definitely wasn't A that. little bit. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I mean, like, in a few... I mean, I'm sure it's a long story, but in a few short sentences... Tell me how you guys got on Metal Blade real quick. <laughs> well, the hand motion that you're making. <laughs> it was uh, partially because of our booking agent uh, sending some songs to them, and partially because I was playing uh, at Maryland Death Fest. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, right place, right time. Definitely. He's yeah. not breaking character. Uh, this is hurting my voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there it I'm is. He broke the gimmick. <laughs> well, gentlemen, it's, uh, it's a pleasure, man. Uh, how long have you guys been working on this record now? I know... Oh man! Since like, the beginning. <laughs> so w- th- this record, this record was recorded a long. It was like almost two years ago. Damn! Now, at this point, we recorded it, um, and we. I mean, we spent a lot of time in post production, mainly because we didn't have any money and we had no label, really, <laughs> right. and we were just working on it kind of on our own. Someone give yeah. us money! <laughs> yeah, and so basically, the whole Metal Blade deal was like, kind of like this beam of sunshine coming down, like the Metal oh! Gods came and blessed you. Yeah, and. Uh, it was kind of cool. I mean, it's almost like a, like a like a punk deal on some level. Like we didn't have to put any money into it ahead of time. It's just all of a sudden we have all of this distribution. And we you got have, backing, support, we have backing. And help. We've got, we've got, yeah, we have we have help. So uh, yeah, it helped. Actually, the, really good. The fact that the record was done as well that um, they didn't have to. You know, there was there was just no money involved, which is pretty. You cool. had the record already. The record was done. The um, there was someone that helped us with uh, with. Paying for the mixing and mastering that I can't say. Who but is it? He he knows who he is, and thank Come you on. so much. Yeah, I, I can't say. Thanks, oh, dude. We couldn't. We couldn't have done Batman. We couldn't have done it without him. It was Batman. Yeah. All right. Let's play one of. The, let's play one of these songs here. At, uh, let's start grinding some minds with the new theory stuff. Yeah. This one's called Abortive Crescent. What's this? What's this thing about? Sounds brutal. Rick. Abortive Crescents. <laughs> oh, Chris. <laughs> well, if Rick were here, he'd say something like. Uh, he's <laughs> really. Thong. He's really into pastries. Okay. Fair enough. It's actually Abortive Croissant. Ah, gotcha. It's new theories here on Metal Shop. We'll get into more of it, but here's the first song you will hear. It's Theories Regression, the brand new record out on Tuesday. It's Metal Shop.
This is Local Metal, grown locally on metal farms all over the Pacific Northwest. Oh, honey, aren't these metal trees beautiful? Why, yes they are. Metal Shop, 99.9 KISW. Fake out. <laughs> they got us all, man. It's all good. You dirty bastards. That just means that we're turning your music off a little early. So Thanks. you're the one who got That's fooled. Happen a lot. No. <laughs> Who's the real fool now, sucker? We got theories in studio. These guys are badass. You may know them from a ton of other bands that they've been in in the past, but uh, I don't know. Why don't we're you? Not, go- we're not worried about those bands yet. Oh, uh, okay, okay. The, I want to let them build their cred off of this current music. Yes. I feel it. So, uh, you guys putting out the record on Tuesday. Uh, you, you mentioned before that it's been years, years in preparation for this. Uh, it's been recorded for two years now? Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, awesome. That's when we started recording, yeah. yeah. And, and so, I, it's culminating. You guys are going to be doing a listening party this next week at Linda's? Yeah. Linda's Tavern on Pine Street, yeah. Are you, are you going to, like, freak out all the hipsters and, like, kick... You know, take the trash out when the record starts. Is that? I think it's mostly the pop collar crowd that hangs out there these days. Anyway, really, so. <laughs> pop collar. Not on a Tuesday sandals. night. No, yeah, maybe not on a Tuesday. Night. I think it's pretty cool there on a Tuesday. I don't know. Right. Tuesday's a new Saturday, bro. <laughs> yeah, you would know. You are you are a bartender. So do you? What is the poppin' night here in Seattle? What is the cool night? Every night's the poppin' night. Uh, Any night other than poppin' night and Friday. Yes. I see. Uh, so theories, obviously, uh, big deal coming out on Tuesday. Regression on Metal Blade. Congrats to you guys. Uh, really putting the Northwest or keeping the Northwest on the map as far as uh, you know, a huge label. That, that's great. So uh, we're gonna play another song by you guys, Cycle of Decay. I, I remember think- this song was on your guys' demo too, yeah. right? Yeah. It's one of the first songs I ever heard from you guys. It's one of the first songs you ever wrote. We well, switched let's- it up a little. Did you? Well, we changed the tuning on it and uh, lower. Re-recorded, exactly. Ah, nice. All right, cool. Here's Cycle of Decay. New music from Theories. It's Metal Shop.
We got theories in the studio. They're going to be opening up that show at the gates. Converge, Paul Bearer, Valenfire, and theories. And if you didn't win those tickets from us right now, we have more at twelve fifteen. Oh man, this show is going to be such a rage with the Decibel Records tour. Uh, I saw you guys had a little write up in Decibel recently. You guys are getting promo all over the you guys place. Get big man, it's crazy. I just like, yeah, it's don't look at me like that, Joe. Big man, Batman. <laughs> All right, we're going to play another Theory song, and uh, after that, I th- we have another special guest who showed up here who has been promising he'd be showing up for <gasps> weeks. Oh, yeah? He finally showed up. We're going to drag him in here and uh, hold him ac- accountable. Sounds good to me. All right, here's Theories, and uh, this song right here, First World's Last Breath. This is another one off the demo, right? Maybe? It what? is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, All we right. chose two songs off the demo to keep cool. for the full length. The good the ones. ones. Yep. Theories on Metal Shop. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.